0: Hi guys, and welcome to episode 99 of the Convenient Counselor Podcast. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor. And this week, my self-care has looked like taking funny selfies with my daughter and doing my own Olive and June manicure. And I hope that you are taking moments out of your week to take care of yourself as well. And I'm so glad you're here listening today. This podcast was created to give you a safe space to learn more about yourself and to learn about mental health topics on your time. And as I always say, this is no replacement for actual therapy, which I hope you are pursuing, but it can serve as a supplement for your mental health. Today, I want to jump into giving yourself grace for unhealthy coping skills. When you hear that, does something pop into your head right away? oh yeah, this is, my, this is my thing. This is my vice, my guilty pleasure, whatever you want to label it as. Most of the time it boils down to it's an unhealthy coping skill. When things get stressful, when things get bad, when there's conflict, this might be something you lean on to get you through it. But it's not the healthiest. I define unhealthy as something that causes harm or brings damage to yourself, to others, or to relationships. That can include a lot. And there might be some of you listening that say, oh, what I'm doing doesn't hurt someone else, or what I'm doing doesn't really hurt myself, but it does. And that's okay. Sometimes we learn unhealthy behaviors, unhealthy coping, by what we see modeled what we weren't told is unhealthy growing up. Maybe there's something you do that's carried into adulthood that you now see as unhealthy and no one ever told you and that's okay. And then there's others of you who may have had trauma or abuse in your background and it's something you did to survive. And that's what I'm here to talk about today is giving yourself grace as you sort through and identify and try to swap out some of these negative or unhealthy coping skills. I see a common theme with my clients and in groups that I work with all the time of, you know what, yeah, this might be unhealthy, but this is what I do to survive, and I get it. We cannot bring anything under the microscope when you're in survival mode. Times of sheer survival are not times of judgment. You can apply grace to situations where you did what you could to survive. And once you've moved into a safer season, you can (laughs) reevaluate. The key here is grace, cutting yourself some slack as you're learning and relearning things about yourself. I want to give you some examples of unhealthy coping skills. These are ones I see often in counseling that maybe you didn't realize are unhealthy. These are affecting yourself, on multiple levels, and they are affecting the relationships around you. So one has to do with eating, and there's a lot of different points on the spectrum of this, but maybe you are counting every calorie when you eat. That is not healthy. Maybe you need it temporarily to recover from a procedure, or you are working through a brief season of needing to get healthy again, but it's not healthy, to be counting every calorie every single day. That is a form of disordered eating. Anything that is obsessive like that. But maybe you came from a chaotic home or an abuse situation, and that was the only thing you have control over. And so you said, I'm going to make sure that I'm in control of this area of my life. Or maybe on the other end, you are overeating and you cope with food. Again, occasionally, this is not a bad thing. I had a bad day. I would like some ice cream or I deserve this Reese's right now. I believe those words have come out of my mouth this week, but a regular pattern of coping with overeating is not healthy. We know it's causing damage to yourself because you're setting yourself up for lifelong challenges. Just the other day, a friend and I were chatting about the studies that have been done on overeating and inflammation in your brain and the direct correlation. So we know it's causing harm. If you're hiding it from someone, it's going to be causing harm in your relationship. So immediately that makes it unhealthy. But again, giving yourself grace so that you can gain awareness and take action on it. Another example, and this one might be a little more surprising, but stonewalling. Not participating or avoidance when in conflict. You won't deal with reality. Someone comes at you with an issue and you either physically or mentally put your hand out and say, nope, stop there. We're not even going to talk about this. I refuse to be a part of this conversation. Nope, not going to do it. That's not okay. Especially if it's someone you care about. There are times we need to shut a negative situation down. I get that. But for the most part, you are not dealing with reality. You are wanting to create your own reality where you are the dictator and you determine all conversations that happen only if they please you. (laughs) I do hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that is not reality. So as much as you might want it to be. Sometimes this happens, stonewalling will happen when you feel like the other person has difficulty being rational, but trust me, you cannot stuff down those feelings or strong feelings of anger and never address it. True stonewalling is, nope, I'm done. And never coming back to it. Healthy coping would be, I need a break from this. This is too much, or I'm going to say things I regret let's circle back to this tomorrow or later or whenever until I've calmed myself down in a healthy way. But stonewalling and total avoidance when in conflict is not healthy. And maybe that's just how you've survived in the past. You maybe never felt heard or seen in a relationship, but once you're in a safe relationship, you realize I can do that without fear of consequences. Maybe I've never known anything different And that's where you give yourself grace. That's what you were told or that's what was modeled for you. And you were never told that that's not healthy, but it does cause major damage to relationships. That's why it's extra fun in couples counseling. They got nowhere to go. You cannot stonewall when this neutral third party is there with you. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? We're going to rip those walls right back down and we're going to address this right now. And I think it's safe to say those are not their favorite moments with me, but it's okay. That's my job. All right. Another example. And this one has been very common over the last couple of years. Isolation. Refusing to participate in life when you are upset, stressed, overwhelmed. Like I said, some of us have been forced into isolation over the last couple of years, but Sometimes you even isolate from the people you live in a house with or your next door neighbors or people you have to regularly interact with. You can isolate from them even if you physically are in the same place because there's physical isolation, but there's also emotional isolation, spiritual isolation, and relational isolation. Probably more times than you've heard that word in the last week, we are not meant to do life alone. So being isolated from the world around you is unhealthy. Maybe that's what has protected you in the past or in your mind you think it's protected you. If I remove myself from this situation, I won't be a bother. Or if I remove myself, I'll be better off because no one really gets it. If those thoughts have gone through your head, I'm really sorry you've been in that place mentally. But the way of coping by isolating is not healthy. It's causing harm to yourself. It's causing harm to your relationships. For sure, you're not letting anyone in. You're not letting anyone carry that load alongside you. We need to process life and have someone come along and help us out. No one, no one listening, no one in the entire world can do all of this by themselves. But that unhealthy coping skill might have been Cultivated in a home where you were told to figure it out on your own. Pull up your bootstraps, no one's going to help you. So you isolate, you don't ask for help. You pull away from the group whenever things go wrong or things get tough. Whether it's to save face, whether it's to create a certain appearance, isolation is not the answer. But give yourself grace, you can recognize it when it's happening, and you can make a change. Again, with all of these examples, the goal here is grace, never shame. Shame does not motivate. Shame does not help us do anything other than probably repeat all of these behaviors because we think something's wrong with us. Realizing that you had to do these things to survive, or you had a reason to do these things, especially once you've been removed from that situation, it helps you recognize it move on and swap them out with healthier ways to cope. Please don't be hard on yourself. But maybe one of these examples really resonated with you and you think, oh man, I do that. Or I've done that a lot in the past. Or maybe another example popped into your head of something you're doing that is harming yourself or your relationships. Take a breath. It's okay. I hear it all the time. I'm working through my own unhealthy coping skills. You are not alone, but being aware of it will help you make the swap, take the action needed and give yourself grace because you did what you could. And you know what? You're on the other side of it and you survived. That's all for today's episode. If you have any questions or comments or want me to help you identify if it's healthy or unhealthy, (laughs) please reach out to me at convenient counselor on social media or at convenientcounselor.com. And as always, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. See you next week for our 100th episode.